We, every day in the United States, 365 days a year, 850 adults are being added to the SSI and SSDI roles due to mental illness. Okay, that's quite an epidemic actually. We have this extraordinary rise in a disability rate that seems at odds with the story of a revolutionary advance in care. And once that necessarily raises a question, it seems it seems odd, but here's the question. Is it possible that our drug-based paradigm of care, for some unforeseen reason, is in fact fueling this epidemic? The diagnoses that we use in psychiatry are not diseases. They're not diseases in any way that any physician has ever been trained to understand a disease. Uh, they don't have you know, a heritable context that is evidence-based, in my opinion. Uh, they don't have a known mechanism. This is not science, right? We're not, this is not uh, adherent to any scientific principles. Science is about alternative hypotheses, no determined outcome, replicable tests, critical thinking, open-mindedness to possibilities. That's science. Basically, psychiatric disorders remain a mystery. In other words, we, we haven't found anything that identifies the bipolar brain, quote, bipolar brain, as opposed to the schizophrenia brain or the ADHD brain. And that means that none of these disorders, these diagnostic categories, have been validated as discrete illnesses. Psychiatry, as it reports on its research, is a guild trying to tell the public of these great advances it's making and also create a story about why its product, drugs, are good. To, to your discourse, or I got a chemical imbalance, we offer, well, I got modern medicine for you. See, we've cured all these terrible afflictions and illnesses that, you know, devastated humanity all these millennia. And this one you're talking about, we have the solution. We have research scientists in white coats that are working in state-of-the-art labs. And we have all these pills regulated by, a, by a, uh, a Food and Drug Administration that's devoted to your interests. And it has this pill, which I actually happen to have a free sample with me. And I'll just give it to you because it's indicated for your depression. And I treat people just like you. And I notice incredible results when I do it. This is well studied. Trust me. And I'll follow you. You'll come back to see me in a couple of weeks. We'll see how it goes. We don't know what we're doing. That's the unfortunate truth. Uh, and, and, you know, the editor of the, you know, BMJ will admit it as much. This isn't like a, a quacky kind of a claim from a holistic, you know, fringe practitioner. From the hallowed halls of within, you know, American and, you know, Western medicine, we are admitting that our, our data has been fudged. You know, it's rife with conflicts of interest. And the majority of what we call gold standard practice is instead actually just consensus medicine, which means it's just what we're doing, so we're doing it, right? The pharmaceutical industry is manufacturing all of these medical journal articles behind the scenes for basically marketing purposes. And I was astounded, you know, because I had this enormous trust in medical journals, and I thought, you know, of all of the kinds of literature that's published, uh, scientific literature that's published, surely the, the medical journals uh, must be the most rigorous and the most reliable. And it turns out uh, the opposite is the case. And now I'm firmly of the opinion that medical journals, for the most part, should not qualify as scientific journals because, not only because of the problem of, of, of ghostwriting, but also because of the problem that the peer review system is so weak 
that we really can't trust what's going on out there in the medical literature. You quote Richard Horton, who's the current editor of The Lancet, as saying that the medical journals, quote, have evolved into information laundering operations for the pharmaceutical industry. So what did he mean by that? Uh, if you think of uh, money laundering as something that you know criminals do, you've got dirty money that comes out clean money. Now in this case, what you've got is dirty manuscripts, that is to say ghost-written manuscripts that are fraudulently misrepresenting the science, and they're coming out clean at the other end of the process, being produced in the medical journals and looking like genuine, respectable pieces of scientific work. enormous number of these medical journals are, are dependent on publishing these industry trials. You, you have to realize that uh, a clinical trial on a blockbuster drug published in a top medical journal with the branding of a key opinion leader and that key opinion leader's university affiliation is worth an enormous amount of money in terms of confidence do these medications help over the long term? And time and time again, you find that the outcomes are that the unmedicated patients do better. Now, that finding is a threat to, of course, the whole commercial industry, but it's also a threat to a belief system within medicine, within psychiatry. And so these studies, in essence, who, who governs what we learn? It's psychiatry, in essence. They write the textbooks. You know, they figure out what goes up on the National Institute of Mental Health, the experts do, etc. And when they get these studies, you can document this, that give them the results they don't want, they bury those studies. They just do not announce the results. Uh, you, the more you look at psychiatry, the more you think, this is crazy. How has it been possible to create this false beliefs in these terrible drugs? When you leave it to the drug industry to do virtually all clinical trials on psychiatric drugs, you get what you ask for. You get a terribly manipulated science where the benefits are exaggerated and where the harms may be non-existing. It has been shown that half of the deaths that occur in psychiatric drug trials, they're never published. They disappear. So, as a doctor, when you only have access to published trial reports in prestigious journals like New England Journal of Medicine and so on, this is what you see and this is what you believe. And so this is part of the problem, is that we've organized our care around a false narrative of science. In the past, someone who felt sad or depressed or agitated or couldn't sleep wouldn't just deal with it. They would talk to someone. People have always tried to reach out and talk to someone. Always. They would do it by letters in the old days. In, 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 in ancient Rome we have, they're writing letters to each other. It's the cure of the souls. It's therapy through letters. You're changing words. And then it became psychotherapy. 
it became psychoanalysis, it became, it became dream analysis, and then later it became these, you know, CBT with 12 sessions, with a manual, and you do this, and then it'll be better. So in other words, we, we've sort of technicized the exchange, the healing words. It's always been there. But what is different today is that we make you think that the reason you're sad and you're upset is not because you're a human being, because you live in a world and you have to grow up and accomplish the things you want to do, and that you get attached to things and you lose things and all that stuff. No, it's because your brain is disordered, because you have chemical imbalances or circuit disorders or hormonal something or other that we know is there that we haven't found, unfortunately, but we know it's there because it's just around the corner and we'll find it. And we'll find it. We kept telling you we'll find it. And we keep acting as if it's there, and we know it, but we haven't found it, but that's another story. So because of that belief, you think, I'm sad because there's really something wrong with me, rather than I'm sad because my resources are overwhelmed. I don't have the proper education. I don't have wisdom. I don't know what my values are. I don't know how to raise my kids. I don't have the money. I don't have the time. I missed out on something. I don't have the luck. That's too complicated, too difficult to acknowledge. So we say, I got a chemical imbalance. That's America.